Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, a weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum. And I'm your other host, Jordan Dennis. This week, we will be reviewing the new Guy Ritchie crime film, Wrath of Man, and breaking down the second half of the Saw franchise, Saw's 5 through Jigsaw, in preparation for next week's release of Spiral. Before we get into all that, how you doing, Jordan? I'm doing alright. I, I, I had Wendy's Chimkin earlier. Uh, I'm vibing. This is a, a special late night edition of Cinema Shakedown, After Hours. We, uh, we're both coming from uh, long shifts at work. Ready to discuss some movies that we watched. A lot of movies. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Like you, I'm exhausted, but yeah. uh, I'm excited to be talking about films. That raggedy bitch Wendy really came through for us, though. That raggedy like. bitch Wendy cheered my my spirits up. You uh, you, seen, you seen any other movies? Oh, I was just about to ask you the same thing. I'm still the uh, only other film. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you can answer the question. That's cool. <laughs> we asked each other. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I was just going to say, I've been burning through the Bond movies. Um, I was on another episode of uh, Imperial Cantina mm. through Imperial Eyes. We talked about Solo, a Star Wars story. A movie that... I, I, I went, you, If you listen to the episode, I go through a little bit of a character arc. Because I start being like, man, I don't know. And then I'm kind of like, well, maybe this movie's not so bad. And then I'm kind of just like, ah, it's okay. Which is where I'm about out now. It's... um. It's fine. But yeah, if you want to give that episode a listen, uh, support our boys over at, uh, support the troops over at, uh, through Imperial Eyes, they would, uh, I'm sure they would appreciate that greatly. Absolutely. You, uh, you seen anything recently? The only thing I've seen other than the movies we're talking about today is I rewatched Mitchell's, uh, versus the Machines oh, again fuck yeah. after last week. So good. Um, I think last week I gave it, like, an eight. It's, it's really close to an eight and a half. It's my number three in the year so far. It's my number... Five of the year. Oh shit! What do you have above it? Um, Sorry, we're gonna go off on a tangent here, folks. Uh, I have Judas above it. I have uh, Saint Maud above it. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I have Nine Days, which is one I got a screener for. It's is not that, out that's yet. That's the one with Winston. Yes, right? we will be watching that when it comes 100%. out. One hundred percent. And then Nomadland, which I'm counting. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But but yeah, it's it's great. We we talk about it. Last week, if you haven't heard it, but it's a yeah, fantastic. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Absolute, you, but absolutely watch it. So good. Go back and listen to that if you want to hear our thoughts. But we got we got five movies to talk about today. Yes, including the one we saw today. Yes. Okay. Cool. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> listen, the math checks out. Um, starting <laughs> starting with a new release. Yeah, uh, Mr. Guy Ritchie, former lover of Madonna. Yes. Uh, director of motion pictures. Absolutely. Auteur extraordinaire has graced us with another. Uh, this one isn't quite as British as his usual ones, but I feel like it's still British at the core. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's graced us with another one of his uh, his British crime thrillers with uh, with Wrath of Man, starring none other than <laughs> the scariest man in any room he's in, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. So I don't think either of us had really expectations I, for this movie. We've both never seen Snatch, Lockstock, 
Um, Rock and roll. I think the the only Guy Ritchie movies I've seen are the two Sherlock Holmeses and Aladdin. <laughs> I've seen one Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> Aladdin, and fucking King Arthur. So yeah, so our Guy Ritchie palette is clearly not that uh, that developed. And uh, but I still I still appreciate a good crime drama. For sure, for I sure. appreciate a good British. And, and I know Guy Ritchie has made good movies, so I know he is. Or like you know. Movies people have said are I have seen several Jason Statham action movies, and they're fun. Yeah, they're I a good think, time. I think he's a kick-ass. Uh, he's he's star. a kick-ass dude. He he does he fills his niche very well. But I had seen the trailer for this film a single time. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember it, so I was going in with very neutral expectations. Yeah, just kind of we're going to see a Jason Statham movie on a Friday afternoon. We'll see what's up. This is a this is a very messy movie. It's a mixed bag. It's very it's sloppy. Very mixed, but. I, we can start with the good first. Sure. Uh, we'll start with the plot synopsis, yeah. I guess. Okay, so the movie begins with Jason Statham's character. I already forgot his name. They call, they, they call him H. They call him H. For most of the movie. and um, That's like, they don't say it really. They he, he joins uh, a, a security team. I guess it's it's like a private company of armored cars that trans, uh, transport money across... Uh, Los Angeles and stuff, and as he kind of gets in with these guys, you kind of realize his motives may be something that, you know, not what it seems and everything, and there might be something a little underlying the surface, and you find out that he's going after this, uh, this, uh, team of, uh, of bank, uh, well, not bank robbers, they rob the armored trucks, and he's going after them seeking for revenge because they may have something to do with the death of, uh, his son. I'm pretty sure that's all covered in the trailers. I think that's everything yes. without spoiling it. That's pretty much the bare, bone, the bare bones plot of this movie. Did you notice how I struggled to recall the plot of this very generic movie that I watched mere hours ago? Yep. Um, okay, before we get into that, I want to I wanna talk about some good. Yeah. In terms of visuals, it's a pretty yeah. good movie. It is, it's shot like a film. It, it looks like a movie. Guy Ritchie, his direction... Other than, we'll get to the acting, um, his direction of visuals yeah. is very nice, and the, and that goes with the cinematography too. It has a very mm-hmm. cinematic look to it. It starts with a very cool one take. Yeah, um, with, and the, then, with the camera and fixed a lot of, And a lot of the, the conversations, there's like, they'll be in like a locker room, and, it'll, and the camera will kind of flow through to like different conversations, yeah. and, and it gives it a cool feel. Mm-hmm. Going along with that, I think the score is really cool. It's very... Um, drony, like it's like building this like constant tension of like, oh shit. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, about? yeah, no, I was there. It's, yeah. always, <laughs> it's, it's always building towards it's, something. It's, yeah, and that's yeah. That's the good. No, that's no. Jason Statham's good. Jason Statham is good. He he doesn't get. He's kind of not. I guess we can get into spoilers and like the plot because I feel like we'll have to talk about Jason Statham is not. Really, the main character of this movie? Kind of. He's only kind of the main character. It focuses a lot on the team of bank robbers that he's going after. So, the way this movie is structured, it's very strange. The first act starts with him infiltrating this, or joining this group of of securities. You know, he kind of gets to know everyone. Horrendous dialogue all throughout this first act. Uh, Throughout most of the movie, but it's most prevalent in this first act. It's all like. It's all like beefy, meat-headed banter, but it's so clumsy and just like 
Like, like I feel like it wants to be like naturalistic. Like, yeah, that, but people but, people don't talk like that. Every, every and then I think brings us brings us to another point that everyone who isn't Jason Statham fucking sucks in this movie. I think Holt McCallney is fine as, as Bullet. Bullet uh, he's. I he, thought I thought he was really corny. Yeah, I just like that guy, but. Um, yeah, and then fucking what's his name? Jo- Josh Hartnett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not good. Scott Eastwood is no presence as usual. Just a fucking cardboard box. Uh, a, a tree stump for someone man. who's playing such a vital character. Yeah, to the and narrative. he's supposed to be like this unhinged. Like so, okay, let's let's okay, actually so the first act. Let's actually like break this. The down. first act, Jason Statham. He's getting joins in, He's this. getting in with the security team that protect the armored trucks and everything. And there's an incident where um, they get stuck up. Yeah. And he unloads on the people. He just annihilates these dudes. And he kind of comes in as this, like, unassuming guy. So everyone is really surprised when he just, like, annihilates this team of robbers. This is also when we get Post Malone's cameo. Hilarious. Which I completely forgot. I'm pretty sure he's in the trailer. But he, he's fucking one of the better actors in the movie. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that Post Malone is your second best actor in the he's movie? He's one of the best actors in the movie. Oh my god. But yeah, then that scene happens, and so the cops, or not the cops, the uh, security team, start to get a little, like, suspicious, and they kind of uh, start to get on to Jason Statham's stick a little bit. And their suspicions are, are heightened when five months later, they're they're stuck up again and they and the the people that are robbing him seem to run away when they see like him. They, they recognize Jason Statham and they're and like peeks out yeah, and they're they like yeah this guy is no good and then we go to the second act which is 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 kind of put together in two parts mm-hmm. the first part is Jason Statham's backstory where you find out that he is this really big crime boss and that he like i guess he was what was he having his guys do that day that the job scope, went wrong. Scope out the route of, of one of the trucks. They were also going to hit the trucks, but this uh, these other guys yes. just... Okay. Yes. That, that wasn't made very clear. I don't think that that's what they were also there to do. No, no. Yeah, his crew was, was scoping out one of the security trucks. And then uh, he gets called in. He's spending the day with his son... But he gets called in by his guys. They're like, hey, boss, we need you. And he's they're like, like they're like, don't worry. You don't have to do anything dangerous. All you have to do is just stand there. And, like, you're all right. And say, see what direction yeah. he's going. And so he pulls up with his son, goes to get some burritos. The other team pulls in to rob the truck. Uh, and Jason Statham's son is killed by Scott Eastwood, who was on the other team of robbers. It, because Scott Eastwood is, is the crazy one. He's the Joker, baby. He's uh, you know, he's he's kind of the unhinged member of that team, and then he he ends up shooting Jason Statham, and that's kind of what sets him on this. His the death of his son sets him on this like path of revenge and everything. And then uh, you think it's gonna get back to the actual movie, but it doesn't actually. And then it actually spends the second half of the second act uh, explaining this crew of bad guys. But it doesn't really give them any development or backstory. It just explains what they were doing during the events of the film we've already seen. Which leads to my big issue. Like you said at the beginning, at its heart, a pretty generic crime thriller. Yeah. But it purposely structures itself like non-linear in a non-linear fashion. It thinks it's way more clever than it It actually is. It thinks it's so clever. Yeah. But you can only stylize something this like formulaic like so much, you know? This is a remake of a foreign film. The title looked French to me, but don't don't quote me on that. 
Um, so we, we haven't seen the original, so I don't know if that movie is just like that. And they've, like, translated it one-to-one. I don't know what the accuracy is like. But, yeah, this is, uh, this movie reads like it's, like, like, it expects you to be, like, ooh, what's the twists? Like, what's coming? Like, it expects you to be way more invested than you actually are. But it doesn't actually take the time to get you invested. Like, none of the characters have, uh, Jason Statham's the only one with, like, any substantial development. The, the, the fucking team of soldiers that they concentrate on, like, they all kind of fill an archetype. Uh, there's like the older leader. There's like the smart guy with the beard who's like the driver. There's Scott Eastwood who's like the crazy one. It's uh, uh, just for reference, it is based on a French movie called Cash Truck from there. 2004. There you go. Um, is that a good reviews? Um, better, better than Wrath of Man. Okay. Actually, you know what? That's not actually true. Wrath of Man has strangely good reviews. Yeah, it's got like a 71. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, say what you will. 7.4 on IMDb, though. 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Um, and, and then the third act, it just explodes, and it's the big I think the, the, third act, the third act is the highlight of this movie, yeah. I think. Um, that's where the that's when the movie you came to see starts. It's when it's when some of the uh, the good action beats come in. It's just this is the, the like it takes so long to get there. Like we're bogged down by all this like exposition to just set up this third act but it's like there must be like a more streamlined way to get there right because the way they told it it feels like the movie interrupts itself twice it's, in the middle it's a pulp fiction wannabe is yeah what it is but like i'm already it gets me already i'm like okay i'm curious about jason statham's and so for the first half of the second act even though it felt different tonally, I was still like, okay, it's his backstory. Oh, and they, they, they do the cute thing where, like, they they section off each one with, like, a little cute, like, chapter title. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you want to be a Quentin Tarantino movie so badly. Yeah. But it's like, like, the movie can't decide if it wants to be, like, really, like, grounded and, like, grisly. Like, some fucked up shit happens. Like, they, they, the... Jason Statham and his crew bust in on, like, those sex traffickers oh, at yeah. one point. And I'm like, this is kind of, like... Like grimy and like dirty, but then the movie other times wants to be like a fun, goofy, like like it wants it wants to be snatch. And That's what I'm saying. Like thirty minutes in, you lean over to me and you're like, "This feels like an '80s action film," it, and it did for that first act. It did, and then it shifts to a like a, a serious gangster film, and then it's like a heist film, and, and then, then and then it's just an action movie. I think you said it best. This movie is just messy. Um, from from start like, to finish, from like, parts of the action scene at the end with them in the armor shooting, it, it, it felt like fun. it wanted to be heat, though. It felt like it wanted to be a crime film. But that, but that scene with so it was fun. So the climax leads to this team of soldiers. They uh, are staging the big robbery. You know, the the one that's it's gonna, on Black Friday inside the depot. They're gonna hit the truck depot with all with all the trucks there. But Jason Statham gets wind of it. You find out Bullet, his like mentor, the older guy, is in on the whole thing, which you called. Like, five minutes into the movie. It's so obvious. Yeah. Because they make it, like, Josh Hartnett's the shady one, so it's yeah. obviously going to be It's obviously not, not going to be Josh not Hartnett. Him. Josh Hartnett gets, like, a triumphant moment and then just gets shot anyway. Like, the, all the supporting characters are just there to die. There's that female. Don't know her name. She, that the, femoid. She's the only, like, girl in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a scene where Jason Statham sleeps with her so he can get information and then threaten her. Yeah, he, like, finds that she has, like, money. See, I thought it was gonna be that she was in on... Yeah, but then she dies. And, like, yeah, so what she was just the gets... fucking point of that? So it's like, what the fuck? I'm gonna find out her name. I Her na- her character's name was D- Dana. Nine... Dana. This is her, right? Yeah, that's her. 
Naim Aljar. Aljar? It's uh, she's Irish. She's huh. Irish. But this is what I'm talking about. There's so many characters and like, yeah, way too many. It's too long for such a simple movie. And it's just like yeah, why didn't you just make this a revenge movie? Like this, should, it's only it's only 118 minutes. Um, and again, my interest perked up at certain points. The first time he just goes ham on Post Malone's crew. There's definitely... I was like, oh, okay. This movie is not without its merits. And it's not a badly made film. Like, it's just kind of convoluted and messy. I even and- like that strange scene in the in the crime portion, which is set to that weird remix of the Frank Sinatra yeah. song. Oh, no, it's uh, Johnny Cash. Sorry, Johnny Cash. Uh, I think you were thinking of uh, Nobody. I was thinking it. Fucking, um... Um, no, yeah, the, uh, the Johnny Cash song. Yeah. It was no, kind of cool. I think there are some, there's some well-intentioned, like, stylistic choices. I just don't think they come together to a really cohesive whole. And again, <laughs> I can't say this is a well-directed movie, because part of directing is directing your actors. And Guy Ritchie didn't do a great job directing his actors. But here's the thing. Yeah. They're all bad, though. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel like if I was a director and I just had all these, these... These actors giving bad performances, I'd feel a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but it's like a seasoned director. Yeah. This isn't a first time director. It is. Here. It is bizarre. Um, I had a point to make. I totally forgot it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, 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 I guess I can't really recommend it to Guy Ritchie fans because I don't know if it really. And he, this, this feels to me. Like Guy Ritchie compromise. Try, trying. Well, no, it feels like him. I again, I've never seen the original, but. To me, it feels like him trying to put his style on a movie that maybe didn't doesn't work. See, th- what it feels like to me is he took a break and kind of did more mainstream movies like King Arthur and, and Aladdin. Yeah. And this feels like him compromising between like a mainstream American film and, and like, one of his British his like artsier ones. sensibilities. Yeah. Instead of going full tilt, like I heard the Gentleman was good. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that's ago. good. But. Yeah, this just feels compromised. Yeah, and and it's generic. It's a Jason Statham action movie. I guess go see it with your dad or grandpa or whoever. Yeah, and I think there's probably better Jason Statham action. Yeah, movies. honestly, this is like this is like watch m- Crank. This is like mid tier Jason Statham. Watch Crank or Safe. This movie's mid as fuck. Um, five and a half. Yeah, I give it a five. Yeah, maybe like a five point four. It's it's know. it's up. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, I'll, it's, I'll take one point one off. Yeah, fuck fuck that movie. It's yeah. It's it's okay. I, I guess should we talk about. The resolution with Jason Statham and Scott Eastwood where he confronts him in the... You know, uh, yeah, I'll talk about This is like the one cool scene in the movie. The, the, the one cool scene in the movie is how the, the resolution of the villain, he, he basically, he... All the, Scott, other... all the other robbers die and Scott Eastwood finds his way back to his apartment and Jason Statham's way for Because of course he is. And he hands him a file which is the autopsy report of his son and he's like, he was shot... In, in the, the lungs, the, the spleen, liver, the liver, and the heart. In the heart, and he proceeds to shoot Scott, Scott Eastwood in all the spots where he shot his son. And I was like, like, I was like, that's cool. Okay, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's. There fun. are moments where I'm like, you could. This would be a great movie if it was just these pieces in like a coherent. It just needs a focus. I've never seen a movie where there are scenes that are legitimately good, scenes that are so bad they're good. And scenes that are just like bland. Have you seen? You remember last week when you said the Mitchells versus the Machines has ADHD? Or in, ADD, a in a good way. This has ADD in a bad way. Yes. This is all over the place in just in just the styles. It wouldn't be so bad if the styles didn't clash so much. Yeah. But yeah, I'm feeling a five out of ten on this one. Yeah. Not not a big fan. I don't I don't know if I'd watch this one again. I yeah. But uh, I was gonna say some better films we saw, but uh, I, I would say some of them are worse than Wrath of Man. 
I well, agree. Let's, uh, Kyle, the game continues. It, we it are certainly we, we are still playing this fucking game. The game uh, is still going. With round two of our Saw-a-thon. Uh, we watched Saw 5 all the way up through Jigsaw. We've completed the series as it is now. Yep. Only uh, the game the game ends next week when we when we go see Spiral. But let's 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 talk about the Saw movies we watched this week. Starting with Saw Five. V. So we pick up right after Saw Four. Strom is still locked in the room uh-huh. with, with dead ass Jeff, and he's immediately thrown in a trap. And it's the trap where he gets the the box around his head. Was there an opening trap in this movie? I'm trying to remember. There always is like an opening. Was it really that? Oh, oh, it's the pendulum. Yeah, that cuts the guy open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a pretty cool one. Yeah, it's not bad. He, he has to, uh, he has to like do something with his hands. I think he has to get him like chopped up or something. Mm-hmm. And the pendulum like keeps coming down. And it and it does not stop. Yeah, like, no, because it, it's, because it's, we'll find out who set up that trap later. But it was definitely not Jigsaw. Um, and so yeah, and then we we focus on. Oh, it's Hoffman. Never mind. The twist is at the end of the last movie. Yeah. Spoilers for all these. Um, yeah, it's Hoffman. But, but Strom is immediately put in a trap, and it's the one... He gets a box put around his head, oh, uh, and it starts to fill with, uh... Water. Water. And he's not supposed to make it out of no, this one. No, but he does one of the smartest things I've seen anyone in this series ever do. Strom might have been the only protagonist worth a damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he gives himself a tracheotomy. He, uh... What, what does he have? With a, a pen in his pocket. Yeah, and he fucking <laughs> sticks him... The, the only other tracheotomy scene I can think of is, uh, an anaconda... That is really legitimately like a clever thing that a character did. I'm like, good job, smart, smart from. So he makes it out, much to Hoffman's dismay. Dismay because and now and now it's kind of a cat and mouse. Hunt. Well, Hoffman gets accepted. He saves Jeff's daughter. He gets brought out as a hero. He's like, no, no one made it out. Like he he wanted you know cover up all the loose ends to cover his trail. Now that Strom is alive, he's the one who's on to Hoffman. Yep. And now it's kind of like a cat and mouse game between. Yeah. Trump. I will say. This movie is way more focused than four. Yes, there's less characters. And I think the traps are a little bit a more little inventive. Bit better. Yes. It's not a great movie. It's a very mid-saw movie. It's like the, the Saw 5. This is the quintessential mid-saw movie. Saw 5 is like right in the middle of the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely agree. Um I'm trying to remember the specifics of the plot. Strom is immediately suspicious of Hoffman. So he is trying to like Kind of like uncover dirt. It's him. He's going back to like all the previous traps and stuff, and he's like uncover. Like he goes to the uh, the that barbed wire room and everything. Yeah, that's from it. the from the first one. And he, the he, problem that arises with this movie is we get a lot of flashbacks devoted to Hoffman uh, and Hoffman? how and how he became um, jigsaws so, like like apprentice. That's a fun trap where he's sitting there with the uh, the shotgun pointed at him, yeah. and it's not loaded and everything, and Jigsaw's giving him like. A psychological test. Yeah. My problem is there's so many flashbacks devoted to Hoffman. Hoffman's boring as fuck. Hoffman is so boring. Um, yeah, it's just... I guess he gets better like as it goes on when he kind of becomes I'll, more... I'll mention something in Saw 6. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, I don't think it's the actor's fault. What's his name? Costas Mandalore? Yep. The greatest name I've ever heard in my life. Um... I don't think it's the actor's fault. I just think the character isn't terribly... It's, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Hmm. Uh, it, it, I think it might be the same problem I have with the Mandarin twist in Iron Man 3. Where it's like, okay, if you're going to phase out the really cool villain, can you at least give us something like worthwhile to uh, 
to fucking match it, and I just don't think Costas Mandalore matches Tobin Bell. Like I just I just don't think it's a fair trade, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and this one is when when Jill Tuck starts to become a bigger player. Yeah, the most boring character in any of these movies. It, Jill Tuck is is a jigsaw sexy young wife. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, it's just a strange character. There's I'm forgetting the name of like the detective who is suspicious of Strom when Strom starts poking around. Oh yeah, Erickson. Yeah. Oh, he's like the he's like the chief, isn't he? Yeah. Um. And it's just this one's really like bland. This one's just forgettable. Mm-hmm. Like I think so. Like you, you said like this. The, they're like better traps, and I'm like, oh yeah, like the. And I'm trying to think of the fucking traps in this one. The only trap I can. Re- oh god, we haven't even mentioned like the trap. Yeah. So there's there's five people in the uh, in this this trap, um, and they all wake up and there's like keys in front of them in jars. And they have to, um, that's where it starts. That was Saw 5, wasn't it? Yeah. And so this this trap is basically, they're all restrained by their necks. And behind them is like a saw blade, so they'll get pulled back. And there's five jars of keys in front of them. But every time someone goes for a key, there's no, um... There's not enough slack for everyone to go at once, so you have to do it one at a time. So people start fighting... And one of the girls gets decapitated. Uh, the, the the saw message comes in and he's like, I implore, like you're going to want to follow your instincts. Don't do that. And eventually it's it's revealed that one key would have opened all the collars. Yep. And, so, and then the other traps have solutions that would have saved them. Like, uh, yeah. The second one they get to is a room just full of nail bombs. Ooh, that's a that's a fun one where they have to break the jars on the ceiling and the keys fall down. And the they keys have, have the, the keys have symbols on them. They have to match them to the symbol on the lock. Um, and then the, you think like the frat bo- or the the like the drunk the kid, yeah. but then she beats uh, discount Stanley Tucci over the head and he gets incinerated. Uh huh. And then there's a bathtub in the third one. Oh, that lady got done dirty. Yeah. So so basically. There's three of them left. And there's electric wires. They all have to connect them to... The, like, they have to create a current, essentially. Yes. And the way they devise to do this is kill. they kill one of the ladies, put her in the bathtub, and then hook all the cords up mm-hmm. to her. But it was supposed to be that... If, if all five of them were there, they could have just linked all, and all, just, grabbed one, all of them grabbed one. And a little shot. Instead of hooking all and just frying this one lady. What, what was the one with the second one? The second one was they multiple people could have fit in those in the holes that oh, they Oh yeah, that's true. That they that's were kind in. of a dumb one. I feel like that one's obvious. That one's stupid as hell. Um, They're just idiots. And then and then they get to the final one, and by the time they get to the final trap, there's only two of them left, which is unfortunate when they find out they have to give, give up ten, ten pints of blood by putting their arms in saw blades. Yes. This is nasty. Yeah, this is... This, it's a cool one. It's a, it's a gnarly trap. And so Especially they, when they show his hand afterwards. Yeah, and it just kind of like in dangles. Half. Awesome. Um, I think the, the two characters kind of do the smart thing and they, they're like, okay, we'll each give five pints instead of one of us giving ten. But yeah, it, it's a thing where like, oh, if all of them had made it, because there's like five slots, mm-hmm. so clearly all of them were supposed to make it this far. Very similar structurally to Saw 2 and that there's a trap with multiple people yeah and then the detective thing on the side and then and believe it or not they will use this structure once more they absolutely in a, in a later film they will um I I think I think this trap this trap like progression is kind of cool 
I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I think it's let down on most of the performances by the people in there. Not very good. Not very good. Um, and the Strom stuff is like. It's it's relatively compelling. I guess I guess it's more compelling just because like I hate Hoffman. Mm-hmm. I think he's a piece of shit, and I want to see him get caught. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm kind of like, all right, I, I, like, let's see where this goes. But then it turns out that doesn't happen because Hoffman's Hoffman's a sneaky bitch. And basically, the ending, uh, Strom finds his way to to Hoffman's hideout. Yeah, his lair. Um, and there's a trap in front of him, which is a glass box filled with um like glass shards. Yeah, and there's a tape that says. Get in the box and you will survive. And he's and Strom's like fuck that. And Hoffman's fast on his tail. Strom gets to drop on him and ends up kicking him into the box and it closes. Yeah. He finishes the tape. It's like you will never be seen from again. You did not get in the like box. you did not get in the box. You stupid fucker. Uh, the box like sinks into the floor. Door closes and the walls closing like and it's crushed. like it's the fucking trash compactor from a and new home. They crush strong pancake this dude cool effect it is it. oh it's when he drops down it's like oh um and and before Hoffman had meet up there he basically planned it in a way that it, it framed Strom for the murder so he now planted his phone like they think Strom was the the copycat killer I guess. This one's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's it was hard for me to even recall. Like, yeah, it. like I'm trying. Honestly, I forgot about those people in the yeah. traps until you mentioned it. I was like, oh yeah, that is the B plot. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's not bad. No, it's, it's just, just it's, like it's, it's okay. This it's it feels more supplementary. Like this one feels like it's just getting us to Saw Six. It does. Um, five out of ten. Five five and a half somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. This one's alright. Yeah. Um, but that leads us into what I I think we both consider the second best Saw movie. It's almost my favorite. Uh, not quite, but... Saw 6. Saw 6. Super cool movie. I think this one is 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 pretty sweet. It's a commentary on, like, the health yeah. crisis in America and, like, insurance companies and shit. So this one, the plot, um, Hoffman survives uh, the end of Saw 5. Yes. And now, um, oh god, I'm trying to remember what happened. Like, I'm just trying to break down the plot in my head. Um, it's like, well, there's the guy. He's the insurance guy. Yes. And he is a real dickhead. Real, real scum of the earth asshole. Dude sucks. He gets pigged. Williams is his name. Uh, he gets pigged, you know, as, as people tend to do in these movies. You, you listen, if you're in a Saw movie and you're a shithead, you're gonna get pigged. Mm-hmm. Um... And he gets put into kind of like an obstacle course. I feel like he... This movie is is actually structured very similarly to Saw 3. Yeah. Like, what he goes through is very similar to what Jeff goes through. And, and basically, um, all of the peop- his co-workers are from the shitty insurance company. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to basically choose who lives and who dies in each one. It's funny. I actually remember more of the cop plot from Saw 5, but I remember more of the trap plot from Saw 6. Absolutely. Um, Did somebody say trap? Straight up. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so he has to go through and every time it's a commentary on how the whole healthcare system that they've devised is completely rigged. And it's and like so this he, dude is a rat bastard and it's like and to teach him a lesson. One, at least one person dies because he has to choose. And this is what kind of gets me about this movie is... I guess it's... This isn't a problem with this movie. This is retroactively a problem with Saw 7. Yeah. In that this is such a fitting finale for the series. Because 
spoilers, we're gonna jump ahead a little bit, but uh, Williams, the guy going through the traps, fucking dies. And that's, like, the guy who kind of starts Jigsaw's, like, downward trajectory. Like, he's kind of ground zero. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, he's dead now. Like, you got a revenge on everyone. Like, like we don't need any more of these. And so that, and like, that's why this is, I think this is like such a natural conclusion for the whole like series, but the fact that it fucking drags on, ugh. Um, this one has a new director, Kevin, uh, Kevin Grutert. He is the editor from- for, for several of the, uh, he, he edited Saw 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Good for him. Um, and so the visual style of this movie is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's edited better than, than four and five. 100%. This one is... It's is, got more of a, a flow. It's a, it's like a, a it's sense of pace. more tightly paced. It's, uh, it moves a little better. Um, uh, the the traps are just way more inventive, generally. If, if we were just rating this based on the traps, which I'll get into the specifics of the, uh, the traps and the obstacles. If we were just rating it based on that plot, this would be my favorite song. I, I agree, yeah. It is dragged down... A bit by the the shit going on outside with, of with it. With Hoffman and, and Jill talk. So basically, in this one, Hoffman thinks he's free. He thinks Strom is blame. But then we get the character Perez, who who, who survived saw four. four. She saw four. She was the partner of Strom, who um she found a, a Billy doll and it blew up and, and shot the shrapnel. She got like face. glass in her face and shit. But and she, she survived she lived. and she's. Fucking super suspicious of Hoffman. Yeah. And so she's basically getting all this work done. Like, um, they're like testing the voice on the tapes, which has been like tampered with to make it sound like Kramer. They, uh, and then there's also the Jill Talk plot where she, in Saw 5, she gets, I'm not getting this mixed up right. It's Saw 5 where she gets the box. Yes. But then it's Saw 6 where it comes into play where she has all the details and the files on these, on this newest trap. Yes. Okay. Um, and it leads to the best scene in the detective plot is the scene with Hoffman in in the uh, oh in now, the detective. now you're feeling helpless and they're de- they're deciphering the clip and the clip on the tape that's being deciphered is now you are feeling helpless. Good little bit of like work. as it's like getting tense and they're as, starting as to, clo- getting closer, starting to closer close in on Hoffman and the second it, it it is his voice that they've deciphered it uh-huh. he just slits a throat and just starts. We should probably backtrack a little bit. Let's let's like actually talk about like like the the, the plot with Wilson and everything. So he is oh, going. William. Yeah, William. Uh, he so first uh, trap. Okay, let's get get into the nitty gritty of the traps. Here. So he wakes up and he's in the uh, the trap with the smoker, mm-hmm. where the things are on the yeah. sides of his body, and basically he has to um, hold his breath. And, and every time every you time breathe, it makes the clamps like squeeze around you and tighter. And he's put in it with a smoker, which is unfair, but that's on purpose. That's a fat dude, so like the clamps are going to squeeze him yeah. earlier. And like, it's purposely unfair because that's the way his policy works. Yeah. It helps people that are healthy. And, it, it's and supposed the, the traps in this one have bigger like ethical like implications and stuff, which I think is what makes them that much better than yeah. the, the past couple movies. This is a cool. This is a cool opening trap. Mm-hmm. Well, and this isn't even the opening trap. What is the opening trap in this one? The opening? Oh my god, it's a great one. It's the uh, it's the the fat guy and the girl, and they have to yeah! give up. As they're like flesh. Uh, they're like loan sharks or whatever. And there's a scale in the middle of the room where basically whoever gives up more flesh survives. And so the fat guy is like cutting chunks out of his stomach and, and like trying. And she doesn't know what to cut because she's skinny, and she eventually just decides to butcher knife her fucking arm off, which gets her off, and the fucking fat guy dies. 
Um, the cool opening trap. Yeah, that is a good trap. Um, but then we go back to uh, William. So after after the smoker trap, there's the one where there's the two people up on platforms. Um, there's the old lady and the young yeah, guy. Yeah, and, and, and it's, his, it's his secretary. And, and like they have wild wire um, nooses around their neck. And he, he basically gets to choose which one lives and which one it's dies. It's very simple. Yeah, but it, again, it's, it's more like to prove a point and everything. And he ends up saving the secretary. Um, which I, I thought was the wrong call. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think you should have gone with the young guy. Listen, I, maybe I just hate old people, but... Yeah. I, I would have let, let the old bitch swing. But, listen. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, And then the third one, he gets in... It's this... One of the best traps in the entire series. Is this the I, third one? I, I or think, is this the next I, one? I think you're I think you're going a little far. Right. There's the... Uh, it's like an obstacle course with fucking steam. Oh, yeah. So he has to guide that girl through, like, the steam... Um, I forgot about that. So he's like, yeah. up, he's like up top, and and down below is just metal grating, uh-huh. like in like a maze formation. And she has to go through. And when she comes across steam, he can uh he can take he the can steam take off the her steam. by taking the steam to his yeah. fucking face. Um, this is pretty cool. Yeah, and then she turns on him because she's also in a game and, and like, dies. Yeah, like he kills her pretty. Then we get to the best one. Then we get to my the good favorite one. saw trap of all time: the, the shotgun, shotgun carousel. So this one, he has like a, a, a what he refers to as the dog pit. This is like his boots on the ground team, the people that are really shirking people out of their money. It's like six people. These are good people. They're bad people, and they are they are sitting facing outward in chairs, bound on a carousel that spins around. And there's one shotgun mounted, uh, like like towards one, and it lock, kind of locks into play, place, and he. Gets the opportunity to save two of them. Yep. The other four will be killed. Um, he basically, for the two that he wants to save, he has to put his hand in a thing that just drills it. And he has to like press down the, on, the, on the button and shit. Um, and if he doesn't, then the shotgun fires. Yeah, basically like, every shot's going to fire. Him getting his ar- hand drilled just points the shotgun up. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Yeah. Because the people immediately start trying to give reasons. Like they're like groveling each other. Like begging. One of of them's like I'm pregnant. They're like no she's lying. She's a liar. She's a liar and shit. He he ends up saving two of the girls. Yeah. Um, Good for them. And this is this is one of the best acted scenes in in the series. I agree. And one of the best like one of the most realistic in terms of how I think characters would actually act. Yeah, absolutely. Like and, act- like, and like the ones he saved, like feel like, like yeah, okay, these these this was solid choices. This is the quintessential saw trap because it's violent, but it's not it it's not shock value. And there's like a point. There's to a it. stakes there. There's a psychological element to it where it's not only there to like torture you and kill you, but it's like no, this is supposed to teach you a lesson, like. You're supposed to, like, that's what Jigsaw's whole thing is. Like, he wants you to learn from this. When you're killing me, you look at me. <laughs> um, and then the, at some point, it's, it is, the information is revealed that this insurance guy who was going through all this was the one who denied John Kramer originally, which is kind of what starts John's whole path of, like, derangedness and whatnot. And I know you want to talk about the line. I just want to talk about it real quick. And so there's a moment there's a moment in this scene. It's the funniest the single funniest bit. It's the flashback with Kramer in his office. In any of these movies where Kramer gets done finishing this really long-winded impassioned speech about how 
insurance companies are scamming people and it's like you don't want to help us you just want us to die and stuff like that like you're uh, Will, um, William has this like algorithm that he brags about all the time that like it figures out which people are worth saving and whatnot and John's like you let people you know you pick who lives and dies and then completely out of nowhere he just looks at the camera and goes piranha and, he, and you find out he's looking at a piranha tank and the shot of him he just looks like a little kid like he's so happy to see them and it's just the way it's cut together like it's after this big dramatic monologue of these so strange. So fucking hilarious. I don't understand the, the thought process behind that. Uh, it's to make, it's to make, definitely to make us laugh. But but then we get, in terms of the main trap, uh, William... Oh, oh, throughout this whole thing, yeah, there is uh, a reporter from Saw but, 5 and a family who I think we're meant to assume are William's family... I think that's the implication. Like, like it's it's trying to they like see him on the TV in their like cell, and they're like, "We're here because of your father," implying yeah. Um, because and then it's revealed that uh, the actual father of it's it's a mother and a son in in this trap, and they've just been in these cages this whole time. Nothing's really happened. The so actual far. father was someone we saw in a flashback earlier who William denied coverage and he yes. ended up dying. Yes. Um, and. The reporter that we've seen five and says she doesn't really have a purpose in five, nah, she's, but she's his sister. Yeah, and so we get to the ending where in one cage on one side is the sister, and in one cage on the other are the the mother and the yeah. son. And Roderick he, himself, and it, the son is played by Roderick, <laughs> Devin Bostic. Oh my goodness! Um, and William finds out. Oh no! This isn't my game. This family gets to choose if I live or it's die. It's their game. And there's like a fuse box that says live or die that they were like kind of playing with her. They're and, like, what does this do? And the mother, she wants, she has her hand Desperately wants to kill this man away. who's responsible for her husband's death. But then the son is like, later, bitch. He got, you killed my father, you motherfucker. And he pulls on pulls the fucking it. thing. This, this it, is so gnarly. So this fucking like mechanical arm kind of like comes out of the fucking ceiling and it it injects into uh, into William's back, and it uh, there's this like tub of acid that's in one of the cells. You've been looking at this whole movie, and you're like, "What the hell are they gonna do with the acid?" And this arm with these needles inject the acid into William, and he just starts bleeding out of every orifice, and he eventually like melts in half, and it's not even recognizable as innards. Like it's just it's Play-Doh goo. His, his bottom half just hits the ground, and it's just. And he's just like, like the it, top half is suspended by the like arm. The, it looks like the pink goo before McDonald's chicken nuggets. It looks like, uh, it looks like, like some of that shit you would play with as a kid that you would press down in and it would make a farting like noise. Yeah, like it, looks, it yeah, turns into fucking flarp. flarp. Whatever that's called. Um, yeah, mega flarp. That's what it's called. Um, Bobo and, bitch. And okay, and so the Hoffman plot. I, I mentioned it earlier. He murders these detectives. Yeah, he all of them. He burns that. Uh, he the, burns it down. But he he isn't trying to like go undercover anymore. I think he's kind of just like I'm gonna go. And and after the traps concluded, you find out that the the files that that Jill, Jill Tuck, Tuck got, got from that box. One of them was like was that she had to kill Hoffman. Yes. That was what Kramer wanted. So John Kramer. she. Gets the drop on Hoffman at some point, who has been kind of overseeing this whole trap, trap with William and everything, and she ends up putting like a new version of the uh, 
reverse bear trap. Of the trap. reverse bear trap on him, but Hoffman being the sneaky cunt that he is. Yeah, is she, able... like, she ties him up. She wants him to die. Yeah, but he ends up getting out of it. Uh, he fucking, there's like, the window is barred, and he sticks to the mouth of the bear trap in between the bars, so when it opens, it gets caught, and then he kind of... And it, like, rips his cheek off. But, but he's able to, like, slip out of it and shit. Honestly, as much as I hate Hoffman, really clever way to get yeah, out of the I just, bear Yeah, he's such a bitch. I just oh, want yeah. him to die. This is one of the best Saw movies. I think this is the best one that isn't the first one. I think it's a lot of fun. It's the best Saw sequel. Yeah. I will say that. I think there is still some fucking garbage nonsense. I mean, in it's the, a Saw uh, movie, in yeah. The, in the detective plot. Well, but so as far as the trop plot. The trop plot? The trap plot. They go to the tropics. I think that it has the best string of traps in the series history. I agree. It's it's like Saw 3, but better. Yeah. It is like a better version of Saw 3. I'm, I'm feeling like a 6.8. Seven on this one. Just because I want to spite you, I'm going to give it a 6.8. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, okay. I enjoyed this one too. It's fun. No, this one's a lot of fun. It's fun. Um, if you like the Saw movies, this will be one of your favorites, I think. But then, who oh boy. I think we get to what is unquestionably agreed upon by the two of us as the worst Saw movie. The final chapter. Saw 3D. We did not watch it in 3D. Unfortunately. I doubt it would have made the experience any more bearable. Um, this is what everyone always told me the Saw films were. Just like torture porn. Like stupid. Just like no merit to them whatsoever. Like this is exactly what people who don't like the Saw movies think the Saw movies are like. It is, it is sapped. Of all of its, like, creative charm, any of its, like, stylistic attributes that made the films, like, interesting on a filmmaking level are completely gone. This movie looks like an episode of The Young and the Restless. Oh, we gotta talk about this. This is directed by the same guy who did Six. I don't know what happened. He fell the fuck off, dude. What What I think happened? happened... What I think happened... Is they shot the film on the new 3D cameras Mm -hmm. that were at the time. And so... To compensate for the darkness of the 3D lenses, yeah. they blew the fuck out of the well, color. And maybe like the 3D doesn't really read when everything's like drenched in greens and, and like yeah. blues and stuff so, like that. So what they did is it is so oversaturated. The color palette is completely gone. It looks like a fucking MCU movie now. It is I don't I wouldn't say it's gone. I think it's fucking hideous. Yeah, fuck yeah. The the blood is like bubblegum pink. Yeah, everything just looks like it, it it's just like it's way more like bright and color and like cheery almost. It looks hideous. Um, I'm gonna talk about the opening trap while you remind me of what the plot of this movie well, is. Well, let's start with the first scene. We get Doctor Lawrence Gordon. Oh yeah, crawling out uh, from the first movie yeah. right after he cut his foot off and him cauterizing the uh, he the presses stump it onto the fucking on uh, a steamy pipe, pipe or whatever. And then we get the first trap. The there's these two dudes. Uh, they're, they're in a glass case of emotion. Uh, and it's, and this is like the only public trap, I think. How the fuck did they set this up? Uh, Hoffman's, he's good. He's real good at his job. But it's like during the day and the, and the, the, like the exterior shot, like the, um, the shot shows a bunch of people walking by and then they stop to look at the trap. Like this has been set up. Wait, what? (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, it's these two dudes. They're on another side of a table, and they're both like chained to a thingy, like a table, and they yeah. can kind of like yeah, you know, like a table. Yeah, like a um, table. Uh, and they can both push and pull on it, and then this lady who is suspended above them. That's the lady they're both sleeping with. And they all have saw blades on, like... There's right saw blades them. in the middle of the table that will kill, like... Uh, that and, will and, push... And, that will, like, like, they can, like, pull the other towards the saw blades and stuff. And the conceit of this trap is that, yeah, this lady was cheating on both of them. Yeah, with, so, with either of them. Yeah, so what these guys can do is either kill each other by pushing the saw into the other person or they can just leave it in the middle and have it shred the woman. Which they end up doing because they, they're just like, fuck this lady. Fuck this girl. Uh, with some of the most pitiful acting of the whole movie. Oh, and the prosthetics we're, are so bad. I think we're breaking up with you, Tina. <laughs> but yeah, her like prosthetic stomach is so cheap. It just, it's immediately apparent we're not on the same Like the budget has, has been clearly slashed. It's been put towards the fucking 3D. And everything's like CGI now and it's just, uh Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and How, so, what happened in this one? So. Oh yeah, it's the guy. So, sorry, I'll I'll, I'll let you get the. Okay, so, so then we get to the aftermath of Saw Six. Uh, Hoffman has part of his face gone from the bear trap. Mm -hmm. Jill's running away, and she immediately runs to the cops and is like, "Hoffman did this. Can you protect me, please?" And they were like, okay. With this fucking cop character who's so annoying. His, I think Detective Matt Gibson is his name. I just looked that up. And he's the one, he's like, this girl's crazier than a... Oh my god, it's that guy. Yeah. yeah. So annoying. Such a bad performance. Oh, so maybe the worst detective in this whole series. And that's saying something. Yeah. Um... And so Hoffman just immediately just starts doing more traps. Like yeah, he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to. Probably the best he, scene in the movie is the skinhead trap. He takes on doing the, uh, the trap thing full time. Yeah. The skinhead trap's probably the best part of the film. That is cool. It's fun seeing a bunch of Nazis get torn apart. So, uh, um, uh, Chester Beddingfield from Lincoln Park. Former alive person. Chester Beddington is, is Aww. like stapled to, uh, <laughs> oh, am I wrong? He, he's, sta he's like glued to the driver's seat of this car, mm. and he has to, like... And all his Nazi friends are, like, chained, like, around the car. It, it's the most gruesome Rube Goldberg machine you've ever seen in your so life. So one of the Nazis, her head is right under the tire. Yeah. One of them uh, is, like, behind it, and the chain on the on the truck is, like, chained to his I'm jaw. glad you remember the specifics. Chained to his jaw, and then there's one, like, tied to the garage door. Oh, like, right in the car. And path. basically, he has to rip his back off of the, um, of the, the chair to grab a lever and, and, in order to stop the trap. But and he doesn't. He barely misses it. The car falls, the Crushes tire, that lady's head. It goes forward, which pulls, pulls the guy's jaw and arms off. Like, pulls his fuck, it just pulls him apart, and then the car runs out, runs into that one dude. Goes through the parking lot, hits a car, and he just goes flying he out the windshield. He launches out of the car and gets he gets impaled on something, I think? Uh, no, I think he just hits the car. Um, His back's gone, though. So. Yeah, that is true. Um, this has the best effects of the film, like, practically. Yeah, this is where the gore is at its best, I think. And it also is... Yeah, it's just the best scene in the Part film. Part of me thinks they came up with this trap and then wrote the rest of the movie as an excuse to do this trap. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, this trap is also the only one that looks like a movie. Yeah. And it's shot like a Saw film. Like, I agree. It's like Isn't green. that weird? Then we get to the main plot. They start introducing that. We get a guy named Bobby. He he oh, is yeah. basically um, on TV promoting his new book. 
Uh, he's like a self-help guru who, who, who claims to have survived a um, a jigsaw a, trap. A, allegedly. He allegedly had to go through one where he uh, pierced his pectoral muscles uh, muscles with hooks and climbed up to a, yeah, yeah, to yeah, a yeah. thing. Like, um, complete bullshit. Yeah, he's a lion sire. He's got like this whole PR team around him that and, like feed his bullshit. And his wife. And he's putting the trap... Basically, uh, Jigsaw's like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> You're not gonna take credit for my shit, and asshole. All, and all, and throughout his traps, another obstacle. Course it's kind of a, it's kind of a similar setup to, to six to and six, three, where it's like all of his, all of the people who have helped him are in the traps, and it's like up to him to save them. Uh, unfortunately, the traps aren't as good. And no, they are not. The acting's not as good. No, it is not. Is okay. Uh, is the first trap the one where she can't make any noise? That's the first real one. Like, okay, so he wakes up in like a cage. Like over spikes. Oh and yeah. He like swings himself. He just kind of has to swing out of there. That's that's kind of like an easy one. And then he stumbles across his. It's one of them. I like this trap. This trap's good. This is one of the best traps in the film. This girl, she has like this thing holding her mouth open and like spikes pointing at the sides of her neck. And like the if, if she. And there's the, a string going. Around. The oh yeah, there's a string going into her mouth. The uh the thing can detect like her decibel levels and it, the lo- the more noise she makes the further the spikes will move forward, eventually piercing her neck and killing her. The key is on the bottom of the chain. The problem is the bottom of the chain is also a fish hook. Which so, is inside of her. So he has to yank the fish hook out. The problem is she uh, she makes screams of agony when he does that. Because pulling moves, a fish hook out of a person is uh, painful, funny enough. Which moves the spikes closer to her neck. So this it, is a cool trap. This is cool. This, one, this one's fun. And he almost gets her out. As you might expect, this lady is dead as shit. Um, which leads to one of the most unintentionally funny scenes where he's screaming, Why would you the fuck did you shut, shut the fuck up? Oh, that's so great. I can't believe one of the boondock saints is Bobby. Oh my god. Sean Patrick Flannery. Should have been, uh, should have been Norman Reedus. It should have been Norman Reedus. Um, and then we get to the second trap, which is the lady who's like moving towards the fu- uh, More spikes. Yeah, she's like on like a flat bed, which is tilting like up. And like, like an arc. It's arcing. And it's going to smash her face into like these three fucking spikes. Like spikes sticking out. But he, and, and in order to prevent it from moving until the timer runs out, he has to lift this thing which pokes him in the ribs. It like stabs his yeah. ribs. Ooh. And he just can't do it. Yeah, he just he, dies he, he can't hold it up. Yep, she gets impaled. And then it's his... Um, oh, this one's, his, kind of, this one's kind of fucked up. His main friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has a... Uh, oh, has, this whole time his wife's also kidnapped, and he is aware of that. That's who he's trying to get to at the yeah. end of this. So basically, his uh, his main friend, who basically got him... Or he gave him the idea to fake being uh, a jigsaw yeah, yeah, yeah. victim. He has, a, he has a bag over his head and a rope around his neck that's tied to the ceiling. Yeah. And... He is like across the chasm. I thought his with, eyes were like fucking. Maybe they were. I, I don't remember. He's blinded. He's blinded. In any case. And he's across like a chasm, and there's like just boards, like really like wooden wicked planks, like, planks. And he has to direct his friend they just have by to kind, talking. They have to kind of meet in the middle so he can get the key and unlock it. Honestly, the dude got pretty far. Yeah, for, for being blind, yeah. Unfortunately, dude, Bobby has to toss him the key at a point, and he just couldn't just catch could, it. Dude, that is the. Is this dude a receiver for the Jets? I was oh, that was like a perfect toss right to his chest, and, and, and he drops he that shit, the ball. and then he dies. And then he dies. Um, the traps in this one actually aren't horrible. They're not, they're not I, bad. The traps are definitely the highlight of this movie. It's more just 
the characters are just bad. The plotting is bad. Oh my god! I that's why I've been avoiding the actual like detective plot because yeah. it's fucking nonsense. I, th- yeah. Um, but and then we get to the final. He gets to his wife, mm-hmm. and like we predicted, he has to do the same trap that, that he said he had to yeah. survive. So he pierces his pecs and like climbs this chain up to the top. And he has and to he, connect this fucking uh, this cable at the top. But oops. Uh, his because his book was made of bullshit. His pec muscles cannot. Um, like yeah, like that's that's literally impossible. Like. So he falls down, and in in my opinion, this trap is too mean spirited for the character. The wife didn't didn't deserve the it. The wife did nothing except get lied to, and she like she was put, not in on it. And she's put in a brazen bowl like a, where a she's brass bu- bowl where she's burned alive. She's cooked, fried, if you will. I would have been fine with like Hoffman and George Jill in one of these. But yeah, like, but no, she, she gets Anakin Skywalker. Like, she fucking like hair gone and everything. Like, this one just rubs me the wrong way, honestly. Eh. Uh, <laughs> Fuck her. And then we get to the main plot again. Jill is, Jill is scared of Hoffman. She wants protection. We get that fucking awful dream sequence where she's tied up to a train track and Hoffman like releases like this big spiky thing that. Rips her in half? I don't even remember that. No? I do not remember that. I don't... I believe you. That sounds like some dumb shit that would be so in this movie. It's a dream sequence. I don't remember that at all. Horrible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Hoffman's, like, setting up these traps, yada yada. Eventually... There's, there's, a, there's a fucking jigsaw support group. Oh, yeah, where Carrie Elvis is at. The problem has become so big that there's a support group, but the feds have not gotten Where was the this? National Guard? <laughs> Somebody been like, can somebody be called in to deal with this shit? I don't understand. It is literally a jigsaw epidemic, like. And the shitty detective that's fucking awful, Matt is like trying to find Hoffman. What he, happens to Matt? He gets he gets Breaking Bad. He the the fucking Gatling. Oh gun yeah, comes yeah. Out. Hoffman set up that it uh set up that machine gun and it destroys him and the and the cop team. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, right. This movie is not good. Um, and, uh, and then there's a scene, like, so, like, Hoffman's been MIA, like, he's been, like, he's hiding. He pops out of, like, an autopsy bag, and the oh, yeah. like, slits a throat. Like, oh, he, he Hoffman's so many people, he's just stabbing he's like a, people he's in the like knife. Terminator. <laughs> he really At is. one point, he gets stabbed in the neck by Jill, and just, like, it just keeps going. fine. Uh, then eventually he catches up to Jill. Yeah. At some point, and he puts her... In the reverse in the, bear In trap. the original reverse bear trap, the, the rusty model. And finally, after the whole series, we get to see what this thing do. And it does do. It, 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 you know what? I <laughs> The minute it happened, it was that Jason Statham, or not Jason Statham, uh, Jason Bateman meme from Arrested Development where he's just like, I don't know what else I expected. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, like, it, it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. I love, like, the tongue is, yeah, like, one of the only it, it things like, left. It just completely, like, rips your the, face if open. If the blood was a normal color, it would have been it better. It did, didn't look like strawberry lemonade. But it's the thought that counts. And the, then blo- we get, the blood looks like Pepto-Bismol in this And then movie. we get the ending twist. Carrie Elwes was in on it the whole time. Lawrence Isn't Gordon. Elwes, I'm trying. To, what's his last name? Elwes. Elwes. E L W E S. This dude's been in on it the whole time. They've used the same twist three times at this point. We'll get to Jigsaw. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. Um, how many people can be working with him that we well, just don't see? There's Amanda, and then it's Hoffman, Hoffman and Carrie Elwes, and Carrie Elwes had goons. 
And Carrie Elvis was there the whole time and we didn't see it. Like, he did all, like, the surgeries that the traps needed, like, putting the key behind the eye yeah. and saw two. He was in on it the whole fucking time. Um, I actually don't think that's a bad twist. I just think it would work better in a better movie. Yeah. Like, if the movie... Ha- if that twist had come at the end of Saw 6, mm-hmm. dude, that would have been mind-blowing. But the yeah. fact that the movie has been such a shitty, like... Yeah. Soap opera and, episode. And, Carrie, and Carrie Ellis has barely been in it. He, this yeah. is like literally the third scene with him. Yeah. Um, it's and then he locks Hoffman in the same bathroom that we've seen time. There's the time whole again. game over thing. The the theme plays and everything. Um, he takes the saw out and throws it in an abysmal 3D shot. Oh my god, the 3D in this is so egregious. Um, Remember 3D. Yeah. I will never forgive Avatar for indirectly ruining the Saw franchise. Yeah. And he throws the saw out of the room. He's like, you don't get an out. And yeah, he just he's... locks him in the room. Yeah. Holy shit. This movie... It. You said the traps are, are strong. It's literally the only saving grace of this film. The only thing keeping it from being like completely I think, I, think, I actually think the traps are pretty cool. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay um, in this one. Wasted on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much all I got to say about this one, I think. What what uh? What did I give this? I'm, I'm trying to remember... What, uh, what like, I like, I think it fulfills its purpose if you're just looking for traps. Watch a compilation on YouTube. Yeah. I, I'll if I'm being really generous, like a three and a half. Really? Yeah. I I don't. It's not good. Maybe a three. I don't know. It's in the three range for me. It's not great. Three point four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's not. not a, it's not a good film. No, I'm. I'm not very big on this one. This one sucks. Um, then we get to a better the, film. The final one. It is better, but it's not very good. Jigsaw, released seven years after Saw the Final Chapter. Also, some of the movie is set. I'm pretty sure in that real time. So, yeah. so like the the world has moved on seven years. It's um, it's I don't want to call it a soft reboot, but it's not a direct continuation. It, um, it's it's a stealth prequel. So it well, first of all, it's not shot or presented like the other one. No, it's, it's presented like a normal film. Like it's clearly shot on digital. Gone is gone is the is the very two thousands editing. Like it, it's it's much more generically put together. I think. I think it's mostly well shot. I yeah, think it's like it, it, it doesn't look well terrible directed. or anything. So this one, uh. You hinted at it earlier. It has the same structure as two and five, where it's like uh, five people put together in uh, in a in like a haunted house scenario. Except this one is a haunted barn. This one's easier, I think, to uh, discuss because I don't have to talk about the continuity of them. Yeah, this one feels pretty pretty. So this removed. one, five five people. They have wake a, up in a room. They got buckets on their head. They've been they've been captured by plankton. They have the chum buckets on their head, and they're chained to the wall. To the wall. And ahead of them are, like, five doors. They have, like, buzz saws on them. And the saw message comes in and is like, blah, 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 blah. I want to play a game or whatever the fuck. And it is like, uh, is it the message that tells them? He's, he's got to give a little bit of blood. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, something telling them, yeah. So And then there's buzz saws on the wall that start. And they're being pulled towards them. Yeah. They just have to give any amount of blood by putting whatever limb they like, want. So literally all they have to do is just give a little nick. One guy puts his finger out, and I'm like, you're gonna get your finger cut Yeah, like, off. what the fuck, dude? Um, what would you have done? Uh, 
probably like arm. I wonder if my leg. Your leg? Just like kind of like. He kicked it? Just fucking just lose a couple um, of toes. But during this trap, one of them is asleep. Oh, yeah, he, he hasn't woken up yet. And he just dragged into them. <laughs> gets like so, meek So the him. four that are left, they give the blood and they go through the door. And they're, they're still being. One pulled. of them's like a junkie chick. Mm-hmm. One of them is like the, the dorky kind of dude. The other one's like the schlubby older dude with the beard. And then like the youth. The yeah, the, young, the, the final girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, like the, the first message said, the whole, the whole trap is like atoning for your sins. All these people have done wrongs and they have to admit what they've yeah. done in like various they ways. They have to confess. Um, so the, the, the second trap is basically just a direct continuation. Every trap in this is decidedly very simple, mm-hmm. which makes sense after the revelation you get at the end of this film, like why these traps aren't super complicated and everything. Yes. So, so the second trap is a direct continuation of the first. It's on the same rope. Mm-hmm. Basically, one of the girls is a druggie. She was robbing someone, and she stole a purse, and it had someone's inhaler in it. And, and the they, person and running they, after them had, an, had an asthma attack and, and, died. and died. So syringes fall down, and one of them has is just a saline solution. One of them is an antidote, and one of them is poison. And, it's like acid, I think. It's like well, sorry, like acid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she doesn't know which one to pick. She's freaking out. This this nerdy whatever guy is getting impatient. Uh-huh. And the ropes start pulling them up, so they're being hung. Yeah. And while they're being hung, he just stabs her with, with all three because he's like, "Fuck it." They fall back down, and she is just foaming in the perfect melted faces. Just it's 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 reminiscent of the one from Saw Six, but yeah, she just. Yeah. That bleeds Not out a of bad kill. bleeds out of every orifice. Yeah. That one's gnarly. That one's yeah. nasty. Um, she dies, and then we get to the. He gets stuck in the uh, the vice with his leg. Here's something I don't understand. So like, oh, so yeah. he gets his foot stuck in because he's he's trying to go through an exit that says like no exit or something. Yeah, he's and trying he to. His, and his foot falls through, and it's like trapped in these things. The, the, these like. These like uh, Thin wire. piano wires kind of like tighten around his leg in such a and way that grab, it's like, and they're able to grab a tape and it says his name like they knew he was gonna do that. He was gonna be the one who would get stuck. Like I mean, he is the asshole. I guess so. I, he listen out of all the people who would definitely go yeah. for the door that says no exit. Mm-hmm. And so while they're doing that, this is also strange. While they're doing that, the other two that are still in the game go through go through a door to it like a silo yeah and it starts pouring like whatever grain or rice on yeah, them yeah, yeah, yeah. and burying them and so um the guy that has his foot cut in uh the thing has a lever next to him if he pulls it their trap stops how did they know that those people were going to go through there before he did his thing there there's a requirement of a lot of luck in this in this this trap. It's like the least tightly uh, plotted. I was about to say, this one has a lot of plot holes in it. We'll get to a couple later. Yeah. But this grain silo is one of the coolest scenes in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like the blades and stuff start so falling down. Yeah, they'd start dropping like knives and blades and shit that are getting stuck in the silo next to them. There's one that it falls right. It's a cool shot. It, it's like, like dropping like pitchforks and like buzz saws and knives and, and shit. And he's afraid to pull the lever. Eventually, eventually he does just, it. And it like the, the, segments the, his leg. The piano wires snap tight and they cut, they, they sever his leg like a layer cake. But the trap in the other room does stop so they all manage to uh, regroup. But one of them is Sans leg. And then the two of them that still have a leg, both legs, both legs. <laughs> go 
go through um, I the next the, trap. I was saying, I remember the trap. I don't know what they do to get there. I don't know, remember what they do to get I there. I call this one the blender. It's a big spiral of, of blade. Or he's like Wait, hooked. Did you say spiral? Spiral, 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 spiral. So he's like, I think he's like hooked by the leg and like dragged. I, I don't know. I don't remember how he gets in the trap. But he's yeah. put in the trap. Basically, he killed Jigsaw's nephew because he sold him a bike. Oh, uh, like, a, like a faulty. Where, he where knew, brakes were He broken. knowingly knew the bike was faulty. Mm-hmm. And he sold it to him anyway. So this this big machine starts whirling. It's, it's full of, of blades. And he has to like... Mission Impossible is way into the, the to, to the eye of the machine. To pull like the or like, like press the key the, or like he has whatever. to pull the lever or something. Um, oh, he's the he has to press the the brake on the motorcycle. Yes, and the girl, uh, she tries to help and yeah. and she like jam. Uh, it's basically being rotated by the the wheels of the motorbike yes. that killed that he sold him. Mm-hmm. So there's two and, bikes. No. Because there's the bike up top, but then he's also going down. Like, I think he... Maybe, it's, I think it's just a breakdown. I don't know. That's weird. But but she tries to help. She, like, jams the bike, and it works for a second. But his dumb ass, while the bike's jammed, doesn't grab the like, fucking Like, he's in arm's reach. Like, he could totally just reach out and grab it, but he's like, ha ha, you, you did it. Like, but the bike, but the bike... Celebrates too early. And then it shreds into pieces in a really bad CG weird effect. CG. But when the body gets when the dumped body up, and it's, up? Like, it's like a practical... I'm That's like, okay. cool. Um, until then, uh, yeah, huh. um, this, this is a worry I had going into this one is that they were going to start relying on CG more because we mm. moved away from practical and it kind of does, but there's still some good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get to the final. There is a shotgun in a room. Oh, okay. Well, first off, this is where the movie starts to show, uh, how it's tied to the rest of the continuity. So we haven't even talked about the A plot yet. Yeah, we haven't. The fucking we'll get, uh, we'll get there. The it is revealed initially that Jigsaw is back. John Kramer himself. That is the way it is. It is meant to be made look, and that he is the one running this barn trap on these people. Um, he comes in and basically There's ta- a- talks to the two of them that are still left. The one girl is awful. She smothered her baby to death and then put it next to the husband to blame him. Like he framed the husband and everything. And who ended up hanging himself in this fucking jail cell. Yeah. That's like dark on a level like that's not even fun anymore. Like I'm watching a Saw movie. That's like oh that's that's kind of But the guy the guy was having like a like a party when he was like um like in his 20s yeah, and was like, like celebrating in the car and he distracted his friends like fell out the which back. that's like a genuine honest fell to god out the accident back and all the three of them blew like up he was died. the he was the only one that lived um, um and so jigsaw puts them in a room with a shotgun in the middle and essentially is just like oh he says just... with the shell he says this is your key to freedom yes loads it in the gun puts it on the pedestal leaves um, obviously she's able to grab it first because he doesn't have one of his yes. And, and, and she's just pointing it at him because she's an, an evil. Yeah, she's, she's an bitch. evil bitch. And... Um, and he's, and he realizes one of the clues, like, he's like, wait, we got it backwards. We got it backwards. Yeah, and, and it Looney Tunes backfire, like the shotgun reverse fires and fires into the lady's face because she's the one holding the shotgun. And he finds out that he wasn't lying when he said, this is your key to freedom. He, he put, put the, the key, key to their chains inside the actual shell for the shotgun. But now they're like completely busted because she fired it. So I, he's, that, dude, that dude does die. We see his body later, but he just rocks. 
Yeah, he just, he's like Adam. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, this Except is all going along alongside the a plot. Yes. So the a plot is um generic. I, I oh my god, I totally forgot about this. Okay, so so there's so there's there's a criminal. Um, who kicks off the traps? Edgar Munson. He like starts the traps yes. when the, like the police are, are tailing him. Yeah. There's a direct. Uh, there's a detective, a Halloran. He's like the main one, and this is what triggers the trap that yeah, we yeah, see. Yeah. And as these people are dying in the traps, war, uh, the uh, the detectives are finding the bodies placed places. Yes. Um, the main characters in this are our detective Halloran, who's kind of like a like a grizzled like a like grizzled. Old. Um, and then there's the, what the hell is his name? Um, Logan. What did Lo- he do? He's like a, he's a surgeon or not a surgeon. He's, he's an autopsy guy. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. He's like, he's like, he's like CSI. Logan and, uh, whatever the other one's name was. The lady? Yeah. The one who's like obsessed with Jigsaw? Yeah. And she like has like a collection of like a bunch of replicas of his dra- Why is she not immediately the first suspect in all of this? I don't know. Ellen, Eleanor, I think her name. Sure. Is. Yeah, Eleanor. I believe she's you. a fangirl of Jigsaw. And she has JigsawRules.net. That is a that is a fucking line. With a Z. Um, but yeah, she has like a, a bunch of dioramas of like like replicas of his of his old traps and everything. Um, and so basically, there's this whole I I barely even remember it, but like like Logan is. He doesn't like Detective Halloran yeah. because he's like shady and he's done shady stuff. Yeah. Um, and well, they they suspect Halloran. And then, but then uh, Halloran suspects Logan and Eleanor after he finds the room of fucking traps because who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, and eventually Halloran ends up getting pigged. He does get pigged. And he wakes up chained to the wall. Logan is also chained to the wall, and they have these things around their neck. They're laser necklaces. Yeah. Laser. The lasers like fire. Into Basically, the... they have to tell the truth. All the while, if they if they don't tell the truth, He's... lasers they they first point to the ceiling and then slowly slowly kind of like pyramid into your head. Um. Um. And Logan uh, does it first. Um. And he supposedly dies at like yeah cuts neck open. He falls down. And then Halloran tells the he tells the truth and it doesn't laser his head. Uh. But then. <laughs> It's revealed that Logan was in on it the whole time. They and, did and this Kyle, so- when I say the whole time, I mean the whole time. They showed him making the first bear trap. Like this Logan dude has been with Jigsaw since the very very beginning and this is where so the stuff that was the stuff we saw. Yeah. The trap that happened in the past, right? Yes, so so essentially, what we saw was in the past. It was one of Jigsaw's John Kramer's first traps. It was those first group traps. The, the, the trap we see, like these people in the barn. It turns out this is like 10, 20 years prior to what we're seeing with Logan and Halloran. And, and all the that. body and the bodies that they're finding are recreations of the kills. See, I thought no, Logan is doing. Well, yeah, Logan's yeah. doing an, another trap simultaneously. Right. I'm pretty sure that's supposed right. to mimic. The old trap, right, and right, that's right, where right. the bodies are coming from. Um, he reveals all this. It, they've done the same twist four times, and it got me every fucking time. Um, um, but then Hollering gets his la- head lasered off. 
Uh, it comes in, fucking splits it open like an orange. It's kind of cool, but also really digital. Like it, he it, looks like a demogorgon from Stranger yeah, Things. Like it just turns him into like fucking... I don't. I didn't see like a skull or like just, a brain. It just turned into goop. So it was fine. Uh, kind of cool, but yeah, also cool in concept. And then instead of saying game over, he says, "I speak for the dead," and slams the door shut. <sighs> Yo. Um, I guess that's the movie. Like this one's. It's kind of average. It's simpler, but I'd say it's a little below average. Yeah, yeah. It's simpler to a to a fault. Yeah, it's a little. I don't. It's it's forgettable. None of the traps are really like blow your socks off. None of them off. really They're really like wild me. Yeah, but not enough to offset the mediocre characters. Like the script is kind of bland. It's shot kind of whatever. Like Logan being the bad guy. Who the fuck is Logan? Like, who and is who gives asshole? a shit? I uh. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one like a four. Four and a half. Yeah, this one four is four and a this half. One's, this one's whatever. It's a little below average for so, me. Just a little bit, yeah. Um, we have talked about every Saw film that has been released. That has been released. Luckily, we have yet another continuation of the Saw adventure coming soon. I'm very excited to be able to see one in theaters. I'm actually very excited too. This, yeah. one, this will be our first one. So, Kyle, what's our what's our big takeaway? What uh. As as the sun starts to set on the Sawathon, what what uh what have we learned from these movies? Jesus, I think that if a, a specific kind of horror fan will find a lot to appreciate here. The, yeah, this does appeal to like I a very this appeals very much to like the Marilyn Manson. Fan. I would recommend that every horror fan watches the first Saw movie. Yes, for for context because it is a seminal touchstone horror yeah. film. But then I would recommend these sequels to a specific brand. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like maybe, like I said, it's it's the early two thousands Marilyn Manson crowd. They're, know, just, they're just there to see people get torn in half. It's not a great series, but if I'm thinking about other horror series, it's probably on par in terms of like quality. I think. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway from this is you should probably stop your franchise after the third one. Yeah. <laughs> but we got Saw Six. We got Saw Six. It's worth um, it. Yeah, I'd say this is a pretty mixed bag of a series, but all in all, I enjoyed this. this but so is every horror. This franchise. was a good undertaking. We will uh, a little sneak peek, but we will be uh, doing a similar setup to this with a different franchise later this year. Fast cargo vroom vroom. Yeah, well, hope hope the family, you guys, our family, will be able to tune in for that. Did you like that subtle reference I made there? I thought that was really family. Yeah, family. Um, but yeah, but next week... Next week we will be talking about Spiral. And also the new Taylor Sheridan film, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, big big Howler Highwater, uh, Sicario, and Wind, Wind, River. Wind River fans here, so... Um, it's going to be fun. It's good to get back to a simpler episode. We're only talking about two Dude, releases. Fucking finally. Until we get dive into this shit. Oh my god. Um... Um, well, but I guess that's the show. That's the show. You guys can find us, the podcast, Cinema Shakedown, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown. And they can uh, find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. That's K-R-I-E-G-H-B-A-U-M. You can really tell how unhinged we are because we completely forgot to end the show. We were like, well, is this where we stop? Like, uh, I, I guess it's over now. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so late. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Fatman99, and you can follow me on Letterboxd at my name, Jordan Dennis. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our Saw-a-thon, and we will be concluding it next week. Bye.